Supply Posse, it's Kim. Today's guest comes via an Instagram post I made asking for participants in our favourite three art supply episodes. She was tagged by a friend, LaDonna, who has actually participated in the uh, favourite three art supplies episode as well. And, well, as I do, I managed to convince her to record both the favourite three art supply episodes and, of course, our normal standard long-form episode that you are about to hear today. So here we are about to chat with the lovely Savannah Torbear. Hi, Savannah. Welcome to the Art Supply Posse. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. (laughs) My pleasure. So let's uh, let's dive straight in, shall we? Let's get straight to it. Can you share with us who is Savannah Tolbert? So I am 28. I'm from Oklahoma in the States. Um, I was born and raised in Oklahoma City. Um, I've been drawing and painting pretty much since I was a kid. I went into an arts kind of middle school and high school and then now I'm a hairdresser by trade, so I've kind of always been doing something creative. Mm. Um, now that I've found myself as my own boss and uh, with more time, I've picked up painting again. So I started painting again last year, and I just kind of haven't stopped. So nice. now I'm here on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it. So... So you mentioned that you've, you know, you've been drawing since and painting since you were a child. How, how did art come to be part of your life? Because I know, you know, like lots of kids draw, but you know, some are, are some are taken to that whole process of creating with their hands and you know, drawing and painting and things more than others. So how did how did art come to be be your love? And then why do you think it stayed with you for so long? Honestly, I think it's just because as a kid, I was, I mean, just in classes, I was kind of, you know, they tell you you're good at it. And so then my mom kind of wanted me to pursue that rather than just go to, I mean, the school I went to, it wasn't like, it wasn't private. You just, you just had to apply and pretty much audition. Mm -hmm. Um, so the middle school basically to audition they would take you to this church that's behind the school and you had an hour to draw a still life of it and so then kind of in middle school that's really where more the passion for it came because then you could it wasn't so much still lifes and this and that all the time you can you have more freedom Mm -hmm. um and I think finding something that I liked doing and that you know, I felt I was good at, mm-hmm. made it worth pursuing. Yeah. But I mean, it's, I find myself getting lost in it. Like I can sit for a whole day just painting and then still have more ideas, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's definitely an outlet <laughs> as yeah. I've gotten older. Yeah, for sure. Do you, do you think it kind of, like this whole thing of thinking about why art is important to us, you know, why we get lost in it, why we do it. Do you think in some ways, like, do you think of yourself as an artist? Like, is that, is is Savannah the artist part of who you are? Like part of who you identify with? So it's kind of just a, you do it, you know, whether you sell your art or whether you don't, 
is it just part of you and it's kind of like a thing you just have to do? Yes. So this is funny. I have a friend, one of my friends, actually the largest influence in me getting back into this, my friend Frances, um, Mm -hmm. she curates the gallery that I'm in and she is also an indigenous woman like me. So like I said, I'm a hairdresser by trade, but also I have to, whether it makes me uncomfortable or not, say I am an artist because this is what I do. Mm-hmm. And it is also something that I'm passionate about, regardless of whether it's paying my bills or not. Yeah. Yeah. And so she told me that even if it makes me uncomfortable, you are an artist. And so you need to, <laughs> I guess, yeah. just accept it. And so I've just, I've just been trying to lean into all the parts of me because I, mm-hmm. this year started to learn that, um, just being one thing doesn't mean I can't be another thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I hope that answers your question. It does. It does. And it's funny because calling yourself an artist or thinking yourself an artist still has for so many actual artists that uncomfortable, like it brings about an uncomfortable feeling. And yet mm-hmm. by this, on the, on the other side of it, like, as you said, it is it is your your identity. It's what you do, whether you whether it brings you an income or not. And it's so funny how. And when I say we, I mean just I'm just generally talking about like the whole population. You know, obviously I don't speak for everyone in the world, but like this whole thing that we are so quick to label people and put them in boxes, and 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 most of the time we're okay with that. You know, particularly if they, especially when it's, you know. Um, the labels and things that are good and positive and have really nice connotations around them. But for some reason, those of us that are drawn to arts, those of us who are artists, struggle to actually own that they are an artist. It's, 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 it's a weird thing. And honestly, I sometimes feel like I need to talk to a psychologist about this or yeah. someone in their field, you know, to, because I hear it so often and I, for the longest of time, struggled to say that I was an artist. You know, I, I couldn't, I mean, I probably could tell you why, but that might take me about 10 hours to get to, <laughs> to why that is the case. But it's so funny that, that we do that in general. We just struggle with owning that we are an artist. But then, but then when we do, we tend to be okay with it. Like, you know, we still might feel a little uncomfortable saying it out loud for a while, but even that goes away. And it's, um, I wonder, I really do. I wonder why, why it has got so much, maybe is fright the right word? Fear? I don't know. Something about owning, owning that, that word, that notion is, is difficult for so many people, but, um, you know, you're an artist. I think think a lot of it has to do with if you label yourself that, that then opens up your art. Um, not necessarily that it actually opens your art up to critique, but maybe the feeling that, okay, I've labeled myself an artist. Well, now they're going to yeah, judge what, you know, I've put mm-hmm. my you know, passion into. Yeah. So really I think true. that could be a lot of it because I 
a lot of things, like I know there's a lot of paintings I make that are not going to go to gallery because they're a little too out there and a little too um, angry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But it may, I may subconsciously not be putting them in gallery because I don't want them judged either. Yeah. Because it's a more raw part. So I think the whole label of artist could just be a lot of people's um, just insecurity. Mm, definitely. Yeah, definitely. So, and that's, and it affects us all. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. It does. It really does. That's 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 one uniting thing. Is the is a, I hear it. And we all feel it. We all we all come across it. So then, like how. How would you describe your art style? Look, like if you had to put it in under a label in a box or something like that. Like, do you or do you even have a description for your art style? Like, yeah. How how do you how do you what what would you call your art artistic style? Um, contemporary indigenous mm-hmm. painting. <laughs> it's it's abstract at times. Um. I use paint trowels sometimes to pull and drag and scrape paint for backgrounds. Mm-hmm. But like you, you said to me that you've noticed a lot of bright and bold colors in my paintings, yeah. and that's so funny yeah. because every time I'm painting, most of the time, what I'm thinking about is the color black, because <laughs> <And I, laughs> it's my favorite color. Yeah, even if I'm not using a ton of it, there's yeah. I mean, at least the details are always going to be black. So there's always some black in it, even if it's not, you know, the main thing. Mm -hmm. But I I guess contemporary abstract indigenous painting, Mm -hmm. it's colorful. It most of it um, is a nod to my heritage. Um, Mm -hmm. There's whether it be a buffalo or a teepee or just um, something to do with our lore, mm-hmm. usually, or just even our, like, we have powwows, real ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yep. <laughs> like, regalia from those. And I guess it is always so bright because uh, indigenous people, indigenous to Turtle Island, I can't speak for the rest of the world. Um, <laughs> we do love our bright regalia. And so that, like, um, a lot of my paintings will have turquoise in them because I always think about turquoise jewelry. Um, I use a lot of oranges just because I think of, you know, red dirt in Oklahoma and sunsets and sunrises. Um, Just, it's all just kind of connected weirdly like that. (laughs) Could I ask how, how would you describe the difference between contemporary indigenous art and non-contemporary? Like, and I, uh, and maybe it's just as simple as well. It's being made now, not you know, a hundred years ago. But is there is there a change? Like if you were to look back mm. at older works, you know, done 
even 50 years ago, 20 years ago by people, like is there a change in that style, do you think? Or like where, where does it become, how does it become contemporary? So for me, when I think, when I think of traditional Indigenous art, Mm-hmm. Sorry, my dogs are going crazy. That's when okay. I think of traditional Indigenous art, I think of, I don't think of it as so colorful. I don't think of it, I don't think it was as, even if the subject of my painting isn't happy, mm-hmm. it's still bright. Yes, yeah. But I feel like there was a lot of black and white, or if it wasn't black and white, it was on ledger paper, mm-hmm. which is you know very old kind of sepia yellowed paper um and just kind of the old horse on the wall drawings things like that um whereas you know there's artists nowadays like um stephen paul judd joe hopkins um me there's so many more i can't even think of all their names off the top of my head sorry yeah. <laughs> no no that's okay that's okay well I mean for them because like I know so many um but just today we're celebrating our wins I feel like yep I feel like 50 years ago um it was about a lot of our pains mm-hmm. and so now we can now we still deal with that and still a lot of our works address um, the bad things that our population has been through. Mm -hmm. But I just feel like now we're trying to just be bold and be out there and not have to perform our grief anymore. And we just, it's contemporary because we're making whatever we want. Yeah. I guess that's the best way. That's that's why. It's because yeah, <laughs> we're making what we want now. Yes. And not to say that any any older artist wasn't, but I do think they were a lot closer impacted by things that our population has gone through. And mm, so of course, yeah. it's uh it's a lot darker. Mm. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. Because I guess like whether it's contemporary or whether it's it's in the past, whatever you're creating, whatever art you're making is like I guess it's it's your feelings, it's your experience, it's your world on canvas or paper or you know whatever whatever. But by the same token, and not to want to diminish anything that's happened and still happens around the world because you know unfortunately. We, we don't live in a perfect world, but life is everything, good and bad and, you know, happy and sad, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And it is even even when you mentioned, like you mentioned about some of your pieces that perhaps you wouldn't be happy hanging in a gallery because they are dark. I took that as meaning they're dark as in thematically, but that doesn't mean you can't use bright, bold colours to show that. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be just all blacks and dark colours. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I'm I'm right with you with the love of black. It's literally my favourite colour. I just, I do, I love it. But it, you don't have to only use black 
all black and white to to convey a sense of um, mm-hmm. things that aren't good in the world. You know, like it's yeah, it's one of those things, and it's so good to see such for yourself and also others this this use of this bold color for both good and uh, uncomfortable subject matters. Yeah, it's I I'm happy to I'm so happy to see just so many artists now being recognized for, you know, Stephen Paul Judd is making comics for Marvel. Um, mm. They're Roy Boney, Roy Boney Jr. I believe is his name did the watercolor part for it. Um, look, it's, it, it, we're becoming mainstream. It, Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, like you said, it's so cool to see bright colors and superheroes, and they're making res detectives, things like that. It's it's all cool stuff. Yeah, and I guess the other really nice thing about that is for the next generation coming through, you know, the the, the children now. Well, they they're seeing hopefully they're seeing more of themselves reflected. In the yes. world around them, you know, because uh, it's not just on TV. Like, of course, we hear about TV and movies so much because they are so pervasive, but it's not just there. Like, you know, if, if you're seeing art and it's then you discover that the artist is like you, the same as, you know, the same as you, you're saying similar background, well, that's got to make you feel like it's possible you can do it too. Yeah, I agree. So on on that sort of just while I'm thinking about younger people, although it doesn't have to only be younger, have you ever have you ever taught art at all, or have you ever shown others how to make art like you? Like, is that something that's ever entered into your world? Um, honestly, not really. It's always been such a solo thing. Mm-hmm. But also, not even that. It's such a learning thing for me. I don't know. Like, now that I found myself having more time, like I said, just recently starting painting uh, last year again, mm-hmm. I, you know, I've learned about using the paint trowels and I'm learning, you know, oh, hey, I didn't know I could draw that animal, but I guess I can draw that animal. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And just like, I feel like I'm always. My boyfriend one time he said, "I don't." She doesn't even use reference pictures, and I thought that's the biggest lie I've ever heard because <laughs> I don't know what an elk looks like. I've never seen one in real life. Um, I feel like I'm always studying, so I don't. I haven't ever thought of it. Um, one of my younger sisters, she is really good at drawing, and um, I don't know if. I feel like she would probably be better at that than me. Uh, she's a little, she's a little bit more extroverted, um, and she's younger, so she would probably relate to people better, like younger kids better on it. Yeah. Um, I have so many siblings. So. <laughs> uh, Big family. <laughs> so, it yes, very large family, and I'm the oldest of all of them. So I. Uh, I like kids, but I don't know if I could 
teach them. It takes a special principle. Yeah, that's okay. But you could always, I mean, there's always there's always the other the flip side to that, which is teaching adults as well, of course, because there are so many people out there that have always wanted to try art and just have never had the encouragement or never got the you know, the lovely words from parents or teachers when they were younger. So that's always another thing too, of course. Um, I will encourage anyone, I'll encourage anybody to try it. Yeah, of course. I, like, I just picked up beading. I started beading earrings. Oh, nice. And um, that is just, I had an aunt just give me some, supplies for it and uh, I took off like wildfire because she encouraged me and my boyfriend encouraged me so you know I think everybody deserves that little push on whatever creative endeavor they want to take yeah absolutely so so how do you like now especially now that you do you have more time as you said you, you are your own boss now how do you decide okay so you have a day where you know you're going to be able to create whether it's the whole day or maybe it's just half a day how do you decide what to make how do you decide what to paint or uh, oh no not today I'm not painting I am actually going to bead for 4 hours like how does that is that a decision you sort of put any kind of conscious thought to or like how does that work for you? My life is so I am such a control freak but I'm also very go with the flow. So if uh-huh. I have no ideas for a painting, like I have the canvas behind me right now that I haven't touched in a couple days, but <laughs> I've made two pairs, three pairs of earrings. <laughs> I kind of use my um hobbies to offset each other it's just mm-hmm. since every because even hair is a creative outlet when you think of oh, it yeah. as in color theory well, truly yes 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 <laughs> um so it, i just have to i go off whatever i'm feeling if i'm burnt out mm-hmm. on painting then we're not going to paint if i'm burnt out on beading then we're not going to bead if i have if I've gone outside and saw something that made me have a super awesome idea, okay, then we're painting today. Um, If I got some new beading supplies that I really like the colors of, okay, then I'm going to bead today. If I have to run to the post office and a million errands all day, then Mm -hmm. nothing else is going to get, nothing else is happening. (laughs) It's just the unfortunate reality. (laughs) What a, you know, whatever, whatever comes up, whatever happens, happens. Just whatever I'm feeling that day. Yeah. <laughs> there's no, there's no method to my madness. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever feel like there's things that you edit out of your art? Like you just go, you know what, how I'm feeling today, I don't actually want to show that in my art. I want to keep that just in my mind. Or is it all sort of, all up for grabs as an influence to what ends up on the canvas or, or wherever the case may be? Um, it's, I don't necessarily think it's about what I want to show to the world. Usually when it comes to what I'm putting on canvas, it's what I think will be compositionally appealing to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, because ultimately 
the reason I started painting again was because I just wanted to have some cool art in my house. So pretty much everything I paint is, okay, would I hang this in my own house? And I want it to be something that I want to hang in my own house. So it's, am I pleased with it? Okay. <laughs> yes. No. Mm. Then we'll decide if it gets painted over or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's uh, something to be said for creating art for yourself and then discovering other people like it. <laughs> yeah, it was really crazy. <laughs> I, I, um, my first show, I've only had one so far. I say my first show, but mm-hmm. my first show, you know, I had my friends and people come in and then other people just that I didn't even know had come in and they got stuff and I was just blown away because I, it was nice that my friends came that mm-hmm. I just expected them to come hang out. I wasn't you know, I don't expect anything from anybody. So now that I'm putting myself out there and it's kind of, uh, happening, Mm. it's been really weird. It's a strange experience. Did you have to, so for that show, did you, how did you go about it? Did you select paintings that you already had that you sort of, that worked together? Did you create new pieces for it? Like what was that process like for you? Oh my gosh. It was, the craziest week of my life. <laughs> um, I already had five pieces at the gallery when they asked me to be the featured artist. And then um, when they told me how much wall space I was going to have to color, I kind of just went on a mad dash and got a huge, like just assortment of canvases. And I don't, know if my boyfriend saw me come out of the room at all that week (laughs) (laughs) aside from going to work um I was just and it was good you know that I was excited because that excitement helped you know being excited it was my first show it it helped light that fire under you so it uh I popped out 15 pieces in a week somehow Nice. Nice work. <laughs> yeah. But I I think I uh my boyfriend can attest to this. I work on multiple pieces at once because I can't wait for paint to dry. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll do, you know, my base layer on one and then I'll do my second layer on the other one that's just dried and then just rotate, you know, four pieces that are and since it's acrylic, it generally dries fast. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so what advice could you give to somebody? Let's say we've got someone listening. They would love to try um, acrylic painting, have never tried it before, but you've inspired them. So what, what would you suggest to somebody who'd like to give it a go? What would I say? That's difficult. Wait for your paint to dry all the way <laughs> uh, because it will get clumpy. <laughs> If you try and brush over it, <laughs> mm-hmm. really, it's it's very blendable. Usually, it's very forgiving. It's you can water it down as much as you want. You can make it as dense as you want. Bold. Um, just have fun. 
there's I don't feel like there's really any rules with acrylic. There's there's you know even acrylic fine point detailing pens you can use. Yeah. Um, get all different sorts of effects. Heavy bodied out of an acrylic. Uh, you can get acrylic ink. All different sorts of effects. So fire away. Just <laughs> have fun. Yeah, I think it's. You, um... I I recommend anyone go to like abstract, um, either wine palette or like a puff and paint. I don't know if marijuana is legal over there. (laughs) Um, But because it will help you learn, unlearn having to be like a perfectionist. Yeah. And I think that is very helpful. Like that, it was something that I had to do before I started all of this. Like I went to that one last year on my birthday And that's what started everything is because I went to that class and I realized, oh, I can mess up and it'll still look okay. Yep. It'll still, I'll still like how it looks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I think those are really cool, but you, I mean, you don't have to pay somebody to do that. Just have fun with it. (laughs) Having fun is probably the most important thing, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Savannah, this has been such a really good chat. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up here is there anything we haven't covered that you would like to cover or how are you feeling i'm feeling good i never specified i am to sister sister kanza and Aguala lakota um for anybody listening uh ho and neashe for listening um we already talked about the heavy influence that has on my work but mm. I think that's it. Yeah. I think I think we've had a great chat. I'm I'm inspired. I've had a lovely chat and I'm I'm pretty certain the listeners will enjoy it as well. Yeah, I'm excited. It it was it's uh it's a strange thing to be on a podcast. I never expected <laughs> to be here. Um but I'm very appreciative and um you are so hospitable. Um, Thank you. (laughs) So I think that's all I've got. Yeah. No, it's been a delight. Um, Just before we do wrap up, could you just share with the listeners where they can find you online? Oh, yes. You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at bearswillkillyou with the letter, not the word. (laughs) And I post art updates on both of them pretty frequently. Um, mm-hmm. both beading and painting. If you're in the United States, Oklahoma, you can find me, uh, at Carpe Artem Gallery in Oklahoma, uh, on 30th and Western in Skydance Brewery in downtown Oklahoma City. And I will soon be in the Chickasaw Nation Welcome Center. That's I'll have so a cool. Painting there. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, thank you, Savannah, so much. This has been such a good chat. I've really, really enjoyed this. Thank you, Kim. It was a pleasure.